Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, uh, Gabby Henneke, who is Head of Logistics Execution and IT at Siemens Energy Management. And today we're going to talk about a, a case study in project logistics. Now, you know, we talk a lot about the importance of flexibility and agility in supply chain management, and certainly that's true in project logistics. Uh, you know, almost by definition, uh, every project is different, right? Different uh, uh, suppliers, different materials, different locations and product flows, different requirements and constraints. And, you know, managing this diversity of requirements and this ever-changing landscape is one of the challenges. And, and obviously, technology plays a key role here. Uh, so it's great to have Gabby uh, on the program, who's uh, on the front lines of uh, project logistics uh, and in her role there, to kind of share some advice and some insights into what it takes to succeed in, in project logistics. So, uh, Gabby, welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much, Adrian. It's great being here. Great. So, Gabby, you're your first time guest on Talking Logistics. So, I, I always like to start the program, but just to kind of learn a little bit about, uh, you know, the guest and, uh, you, you know, kind of your role there. So, before we dive into the topic, you know, why don't you tell us briefly about, you know, Siemens Energy Management and, and kind of your current role and responsibilities there. Okay. So Siemens Energy Management is basically providing um, distribution of power solutions um, that goes from medium voltage to low voltage. Um, it goes to digitization for our customers so that they basically um, have software run grids um, that flow, that they can manage the flow of energy. And um, we have different business units within the energy division um, which produce different products for these solutions. And the business unit that I'm particularly working in um, is called Transmission Solutions. And what we do is we do turnkey solutions for high voltage switch gears and high voltage direct current um, solutions for our customers. And that entails that we have to ship most of the products that we buy from our internal sources, but also from external suppliers to two sites um, that are then connected via either sea cable, land cable, or over overhead wires, and um, they basically transmit high voltage from station A to station B. Great, great. And your responsibility there is, you know, as, as you know, in terms of logistics and execution IT, what, what, what does that entail? Well, that basically entails um, heading the project execution project. Project execution means the planning of uh, the logistics um, supply chain in this project, um, including then the actual execution by shipping, um, doing the documentation, um, and making sure that it arrives safely and sound on site. And that entails a lot of documentation as we are exporting majorly into different regions and countries. Um, and therefore, we are using a lot of um, IT uh, in our processes and a lot of Excel in the past. Now, are these projects, you know, worldwide that, that you, you deal with? Yes, they are worldwide. We um, have sometimes the stations in one country, like for example, in Brazil, we usually have 1,200 kilometers uh, between the different sites. And um, that and that makes, uh, makes it very challenging that we have the right material at the right time at the right place. Um, if you're shipping it to the wrong side, then you have to ship it back. And uh, it's getting worse if you have two stations in two different countries connecting the power grids of two different countries. Um, then it gets like, like really, really bad. So it's really vital for us that we can have um, a very transparent supply chain where we see what's going on and where every box is currently moving. 
Great, great. Yeah, and no, I, uh, you know, it sounds, uh, you know, very, very complex and, and very large scale, which I think is, like I said, I, I think is part of the, you know, the hallmarks of, of project logistics. Uh, so it yeah. gets me kind of to my next question, which I think you, you touched upon a little bit right, right there is, is, you know, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, project, you know, logistics there at Siemens. I mean, particularly before you, you implement your current solution. I mean, what, what were some of the challenges or, or improvement opportunities that, that led you to seek a solution? Okay, so basically what we do is when we design a system, because each of the power grid stations have to match the, the power grid of the specific country or the specific source. And therefore, each of these systems is completely designed from scratch for a particular customer. And that goes for both sides. So if you have different customers on the both sides, then the stations also look slightly different from each other. Most of our sub-suppliers are design partners. So it's not like they only deliver products, but they deliver whole systems. And they are being engineered to order, as we call it at Siemens. And this process entails that uh, we basically place a purchase order on a supplier that says, please deliver us a cooling system and to the, to the attached specification. And then me in logistics, I see, okay, I will get a cooling system, but I don't know how it looks like. I don't know how many boxes it will be. I don't know how heavy it is. I don't know how big it is. I don't know what kind of dangerous goods are in, involved and whatever. So what we used to do is we asked our supplier to fill out packing axle packing list manually to collect all this data. They went back and forth a number of times. Um, we were requesting additional data or something that got wrong or whatever it happened. And then we basically compile um, lists out of that and upload all these data into our SAP system, which is used for then producing all the export documentation and further processing um, of the whole shipment. And um, after that, we basically said, okay, as soon as it's on the ship, um, well, it's on the ship. And um, then at some point we had to ask our service provider, did it arrive? When did it arrive? Did it arrive okay? What happened? So it was a lot of conversations back and forth. It's a lot of um, yeah, email correspondence that had to be then saved onto the project drive so everybody knew what the status was. It's, yeah, it it's took a lot of collaboration with our suppliers. Yeah, so, so it sounds like there's you know, a lot of, of, of uh, stakeholders involved it sounds like there was a lot of kind of manual processing in some in some cases, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and a lot of you know attention to detail that had to be you know uh, really dependent on a person, right, to kind of keep track of all this. Yes, certainly. Um, it's 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 very challenging. It's also you, it takes a lot of discipline to really fill out all these Excel sheets and make sure that all these Excel sheets are filled out correctly and are up to date. And um, getting to to to, um, to have other stakeholders contribute in these Excel sheets to add data. It would be a lot of cut, copy, and, and paste process type, yeah, because um, you would receive information from different sources. Uh, sometimes they come by email or somebody calls you and says it hasn't arrived or it has arrived or whatever, or it's stuck in customs. And then you have to make sure that you note down all these uh, dates and all these incidents into an Excel sheet, and that is very time-consuming and as I said, takes a lot of discipline. If you then have um, what we, what what many of us know is an Excel failure that your Excel crashes, um, then you're like really, really, really having a hard time. Sometimes you only lose hours. Sometimes you lose days and weeks. 
Yeah, no, it's a, you know, it's, it's amazing to me. I always joke that, you know, Excel is probably the most widely used uh, application in, in supply chain and logistics out there. And I think one of the, one of the big movements, you know, as we uh, continue to move forward here is trying to see where all, I think that's a, that's a clear sign that if you're using Excel, uh, uh, you're probably, there's probably a lot of room for improvement in, in your operations there. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, so to achieve your, your objectives then, I mean, what were some of the, the key capabilities you were looking for in, in a solution? Well, basically what we said, as you said in the introductory, um, is project logistics is very unique to each project. And then because we're always providing two sides, it can be also very unique to each side. Um, you have different countries, you have different suppliers, you have different locations, you have different requirements, uh, packing, storing, uh, transportation, whatever. There are so many different requirements that you have to basically meet that each project looks totally different. So when you design a supply chain for one project, the system that you're using needs to be very flexible. It needs to be agile. So it's, and it needs to be very easy to use because um, I won't have very much time when I start shipping um, to teach people or to train people on the system because it's, uh, once we pick the service provider, it's basically shortly before we start shipping the first cargo. And therefore, the system needs to be easy to use, so it's widely accepted. The training efforts need to be very low. And um, the, cust the customizability is, is, is one of the key issues that you have here. Yeah, no, I, I would imagine. I think you hit on, on some, some certain key points here. You, you know, obviously, because the product flows are, are, are different um, and, and, and being able to onboard, you know, the different stakeholders are involved in each project and being able to get them, you know, uh, trained if you will or using the system as quickly as possible it's got to be kind of intuitive to use versus you know something that takes months or years to to learn how to use right and you have different you what what was also important you have to offer different ways of accessing the system because some of the suppliers in the countries or in the regions or special suppliers with special equipment for heavy load or overdimensional cargo they don't have that kind of high sophisticated it environment so you have to give them the opportunity to actually just key in data um, to go away from email, so it's collected all in one place, but it can be keyed in, it can be sent via EDI, it can be sent via uploads, uh, and there we go, excellent again. <laughs> um, it, it, there are different ways of, of how to fill the system, and it needs to be absolutely uh, easy and quick setup if you are working also with a smaller supplier. That also goes for the material suppliers. Right, and, and considering that you're working kind of on these projects around the world, I, I, would, I would assume that you know, being able to have it in different languages and things like that was also important? Yeah, absolutely must. It's definitely English, but uh, in some countries it's also very helpful if you, if you can provide local language, at least uh, for the people that have to key in data um, into the system. Great, great. So at the, at the end of the day, it sounds like, you know, obviously from your standpoint, you know, you want to have that global, you know, visibility, that end-to-end -end visibility. So it's the ability to, you know, bring in uh, all the different parties to be able to provide the data that you need to see whether the project is on schedule or behind schedule, making sure things are flowing in the, in, to where they're supposed to be flowing and not to a different location and things yeah. like that. So it's really kind of, you know, putting all the pieces in place so that you have that real time and accurate visibility. That is, it's important, especially for the construction side. The construction side needs to make decisions on a daily basis on what they're going to do. So if they are missing part or something is broken, which often happens, 
So we have um, the sites are usually very like outdoory and um, um, are sometimes in very very uh, remote locations. And so if something breaks and they cannot finish this part, they want to start with the next part. In that way, they need to know what's on their way, what's coming next week and whatever. Or do they have to replan? Um, and, and therefore, the transparency is absolutely necessary. Um, it also helps uh, uh, the communication in, in terms of uh, we usually work with our regional um, companies and they need to know what's coming their way so that they can plan the onward transport. Um, if we do turnkey, then I want to know if it really arrived or what's the status. If it's stuck in custom, I want to be informed because I don't want to take care of something that I don't need to take care of. But if I know that something delayed and I get a red light, then I know, oh, 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 um, here I need to do something. And it, it very much helps. And um, I don't want to wait until somebody from side screams, it's not there. Yeah, it's, I, I just want to be able to say like, okay, I know what's happening. I know exactly what the status is. Don't worry, we will fix it. Yeah, and, and the system gives me the transparency to achieve that. Yeah, that, that, that's great. I think, you know, I hear the same thing with, with other professionals, you know, across supply chain, right? It's, it's having that visibility to be able to take proactive action, number one, you know, when, when the things are, uh, are, are not going according to plan, to be mm. able to address them as quickly as possible. And then number two is is to really manage by exception, right? To just only, only focus on those things that are uh, need attention versus you know everything else is running smoothly. Uh, but you know you really need that visibility in order to 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 work by by that fashion. Um, so so tell us a little bit about your evaluation process. I mean, who was involved and and what factors ultimately led you to select Axit as as a partner? Well, that was actually quite funny. We tried to um, to find a solution that more than one division could use. And um, so we did a very, very big tender with uh, cross-divisional. We had our power generation division in there. We had our mobility division. So lots of divisions to, um, started discussing. And then we found out that our processes are so different and the way of working and the way of approaching um, the system is so different from each other um, that finding a common solution that everybody can agree on and that has a, a, the type of standardized process is almost next to impossible to achieve. And also the speed of implementation, um, the more you have to agree with, with uh, other partners on how to do it and how to realize it and um, the more you want to standardize, the more you have to change in your own division. And um, so we said at some point, we can't wait that long. We, we really have a gap here um, and we want to address that gap quickly. Um, so we looked at some of the suppliers that we had in the, in the bigger solution and we looked obviously at already implemented systems if we could possibly use those. Um, and we basically found that Axit is exactly the kind of uh, company that can support us in what we are trying to do. And the AX4 platform is really able to provide us with all the features that we need um, to now start an implementation that will immediately have an impact on our daily work. And that's why we went there. Great, great. So, so it sounds like it was a combination of, uh, obviously you had the, 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 the operations folks and folks like yourself that knew what the requirements were yeah. um, that, that, that were in, involved in kind of putting together the specifications or the requirements that you were looking for? Well, basically we worked on it. So we, we really did a process workshop. We said like, okay, it's uh, this is our process. What do we do? Step by step, we put it on a wall. And then we decided it's like, how do we achieve this? What tool are we using? Um, and it's at Excel, it's at email, it's at SAP, it's at something like telephone call. 
Um, and then we said like, okay, these are the, the gaps that we basically have in, in terms of tool support. And then we asked the suppliers and uh, mainly Axit is how they could support us. And they came up with solutions where they said like, we could do this and we could do this. And here we have an idea. They also bring experience from previous implementations where they can start recommending to you, okay, um, another company did it this way, you might want to consider that. And that's how we went basically through this through this whole process and through all in each tiny little process step um, until everybody had a clear picture on what needs to be done. Great, great. So it sounds like it was a very you know thought out and, and um, uh, uh, you know evaluation and process that you went through. Uh, so how did you go about you know implementing the solution? Did you start with like a, a particular project, a particular region, uh, and and who was involved uh, you know in in the implementation and, and how long did it take? Well, actually, the programming wasn't so much of an issue. Once we had uh, uh, the design basically ready, where we said, okay, this is what we need, we decided we're going to start with a simple trick and trace solution um, because that was the most burning point. Most of our stakeholders uh, in the projects want to see where the cargo is. They don't want to call us to find out where cargo is. And they just want to have a look at something. So that was the most burning requirement. And the design was done fairly quickly. We had, a, I think it was a two days workshop. Then we had another workshop where we said, okay, can we add some features because we thought about it a little bit more and so like, yeah, it would be nice to have this and this as well. And the implementation was done basically within two months. The issue that we have is most of our projects are running at least 36 months, sometimes a little bit longer. And therefore we decided um, that we have to wait for a proper uh, project because we didn't want to implement in, in uh in an already running process because then you have like half of the stuff in the system and the other half on Excel. So we said like, okay, we're not going to do that. Um, so if we, we've been waiting. So now um, projects that are now coming up are starting to use the system. We're still collecting some experience. It's the first projects uh, start running into it. And um, once we are sure that everything works, we then give it open or make it open and available to the stakeholders and say, look what we got. And um, but uh, our engineering department was already very happy because they said, like, well, I know that you are shipping it, but I don't know afterwards what's happening to it. So it would be really nice to see what happens to your equipment. And we said, like, no, we can do that now. And um, so they were really happy. Project management is a little bit more difficult. Um, they say, like, listen, I have so many tasks. I don't want to look in the system, give me an overview. Well, there's a please um, export to Excel button very handy. <laughs> That usually helps. Um, so it's sometimes a little bit uh, uh, challenging to to get the people on board um, to actually use the system. Some, like our engineering, which is probably more technically inclined, is more likely to use it. Uh, project management is more like, no, I want to be fed the way I expected. Um, it's a process. Um, but what we also found is like when we went live, um, the first shipments and whatever, we found the first mistakes and we said like, oops, oh, we didn't think of that. So. You know, it's like we just started and now we're still learning. And in the ramp up phase, um, you're still learning a lot of things, um, which makes the system better each day. Right, right. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's, a, it's a common story that you, that you see across all implementations, particularly, you know, it, it falls under the umbrella of change management, right? Everybody, even though everybody wants improvements and everything else, everybody's so used to doing things the way they've always done it, that mm. you know, introducing any kind of a different system or a different approach, you know, there's, you always find there's some, there's some initial resistance or skepticism or whatever. But then usually what I find or what I hear from, from folks is that, you know, once they start using the solutions or the system and they see how much better it is versus the way they've always done things, but 
Excel spreadsheets or having to pick up the phone to call or whatever the case might be, you know, they can't imagine going back to the old ways, right? Once they've kind of finally embraced and, and start using the solution. Yeah, this is why we also said we don't want to have a set of tools, but we want to have the same look and feel for all of the processes. Um, we, we have a, a standard SAP system that we are using for our, all of our export control issues, and that is connected to other tools. So that is a, a given. We will, be, we will be using that. But everything around it, um, you could be using this tool, and for track and trace, you do this. And so we said, like, no, I want to have the same look and feel because... Once they get used to that platform and we just add features to the platform, they will be still logging on to the same system. So it's going to make it easier then to work with other parts that we uh, digitize in the future. Right, right. So, I mean, I, I, understanding that you're still kind of in the ramp up phase, you're still using this, you're still learning along the way. I mean, what, what have been some of the, you know, the benefits achieved to date and, and have there been any unexpected benefits so far? Well, um, unexpected benefits was actually that our engineering was very interested in seeing where the their material is actually uh, moving. So it's like when we introduced that uh, the rollout and that engineering is actually the one that says, oh, this is really great. That was slightly unexpected. Um, what we found is, is, is already that uh, some of our suppliers, even our logistics service suppliers say like, Oh my God, I don't have to call you anymore. I can just enter it into the system. And uh, oh, let me do an EDI connection. I don't have to, to have people keying in and filling out your Excel sheets. Oh, that's great. That is also so much easier for us. So, so that was the first uh, positive aspects that we saw. Um, in the beginning, it's still a little bit more work because you really have to get used to the system. You have to look into it. And it, it's, it's still a little bit moving, but it's, uh, it's already this... Um, what's the status of the shipment? Press a button, send it out via email. Um, that already helps the people here um, to accept the system because it's so much easier to get an overview. Yeah, so, so, so it sounds like, you know, it, it's helping to, you know, in those areas that you've implemented this already and with those early users, you know, it's helping to facilitate the flow of information and, and communication between the different, not only internally with your engineering group as, as an example, but even with your logistics service providers. And I think that's ultimately the, you know, the, the goal that a, a lot of companies that I talk to have is really how do, how do we streamline and automate and facilitate, you know, the flow of information, you know, between the trading partners so that, you know, they, each party can spend, you know, their resources and time on the things that matter the most versus having to fill out Excel spreadsheets or having to, you know, make phone calls, right? If you can automate that and, and expedite that process, it, it makes it a win-win for uh, for everybody. So, so what's, what's next for, for Siemens in terms of, you know, continuous improving your project logistics capabilities and, and kind of how do you see the, the, the access platform helping in that area? Well, in that area, we, we want to connect all stakeholders. So currently, yes, we have a track and trace and we have transparency. Uh, we have the logistics service provider. And the next step is to, to integrate also the suppliers so that they don't have to fill out Excel sheets anymore so that they can basically via EDI or um, some kind of upload function actually provide us the data that they currently provide in, 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 in Excel sheets um, or via email. Um, so we want to improve that. What we also want to improve is uh, that we do uh, better calculations so that the projects can also see what the cost flow is. Um, and and uh, yeah, to combine all of these information and also the whole document flow. Um, it's, it's, when you're looking for documents, you want to know every document that's relevant to the shipment is stored now in one place and you don't have to go through folders and uh, SharePoints and whatever to try and find information uh, relating to that shipment. 
And um, so that document flow is something that we are currently working on and the integration of the material suppliers uh, that we can actually use all of that already uploaded in the system then later in the dispatch phase. Great, great. Yeah, and I think th th those things sound, uh, you know, to be, uh, you know, important next steps in, in, in your process there. And of course, just like everything else in, in supply chain logistics, it's, it's a moving target. So just when you think that you've gotten it perfect, things change and, and there's always there's always room for improvement and, and new things that you could always be doing. Yeah, not only that, you, you, you suddenly you realize one thing and uh, by talking to the different stakeholders, you realize, oh, there's another feature that I could implement. Oh, I haven't thought about that. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Let's talk to Axit if they can realize that for us. Right. So it's, it's, it's a, a living system. It's a living organism that expands and expands and it's really, really nice to see it grow. That's great. That's great. Yeah, that's what makes this industry, you know, exciting and, and sometimes frustrating, but exciting and, and fun, you know, nonetheless. Well, well Gabby, in the, in the time we have remaining, you know, as, as a way to wrap up, I mean, what, what are words of advice or recommendations would you, you know, would you give to other companies that are just beginning, you know, getting started on this journey? Well, what I would suggest is, is, is really, it's, uh, so the key successes to this is look at your processes and then look at where you get your data from. And, um, and then decide, it's like, how can you make that data flow easier? It's, it's, we, we looked at it in, in a kind of close the gap analysis. And then we said, we pick a small part only. And with the small part, we get started. And don't wait, get started. Get started, do something. It's because the, the more you try to think about, okay, how is the whole supply chain going to look like? And end to end and whatever, you will never get there. You will never be finished. So as they say in Lean, yeah, stop starting, start finishing it's if you if you just pick a small part of the supply chain and digitize it you get the experience we had a lot of lessons learned it's the the first time we went we tried to go live we we noticed that we're still missing parts so we went back to the drawing board and now that it's live we still find mistakes or we find things that we could do better and um, if you don't have that you will never have the, the system and no system is perfect when it starts going live. yeah that's it's a growing thing. Yeah, it just helps yeah. doing it. Yeah, no, I think uh, you know, I, uh, I, you know, I would echo what you just said there, and I think that's, I think from a lot of companies, to your point, you know, they try to, um, you know, create uh, or envision the perfect full end-to-end -end system, and, and they kind of become you know analysis paralysis. You know, a year will go by, and they still haven't done anything because they're still trying to you know, uh, define that perfect solution or define the scope or uh, even like you talked about early on in your own experience, trying to get, you know, all these internal, uh, everybody internally uh, to agree on one thing, you know, can kind of slow things down and, uh, you, you know, starting small and, 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 and learning, you know, through the process, I think is, is the way that uh, is a common recommendation that I hear from a lot of folks is that it, it just opens your eyes and then it kind of leads you into what the next phase uh, of the implementation ought to be. Well, Gabby, uh, you know, like I always say at the end of all our programs, you know, we always just manage to scratch the surface on these topics. But, you know, I think we covered a lot of ground today. I think you, you shared some great insights and advice on, on project logistics and some of the, you know, key uh, challenges and, and requirements uh, there and how technology is, is playing a role in, in helping you uh, achieve success in this area. So, again, thank you for making the time to be with us today. Well, thank you, Adrian, for inviting me. Great, I wanna thank uh, those of you that joined us. If you are watching this episode on demand on the Axit website or on Talking Logistics and you've got a question or a comment for Gabby, uh, you can uh, post it there and I'm sure she'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you all and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.